It's Wednesday, Suns fans, which means it's time for the Suns Jam Session podcast, hosted by John and Matthew, thus the term jam. Welcome to the Suns Jam Session podcast. I am John. I'm joined by Matthew. He's hey, here for what's the going live on? streamers. Not much. How are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing great. You know, Wednesdays are my favorite nights, dude, especially even if the, if the Yankees lose, you know? <laughs> it's tough. It's been a tough night, dude. It's uh, We're both baseball fans. Uh, I'm Yankees. You're Dodgers. Uh, yep. The Dodgers are winning, but I just got through a loss. So I'm going to pick myself up and get ready to entertain these jamsters, you know? Yeah, you got to pivot from going baseball and emotional and every pitch and go right back into the Phoenix Suns, which is always a pleasant topic. Our of number one. Our number yeah. one. Number one, baby. I mean, that's why we do a podcast on it. So, uh, yeah, uh, sorry to, that the Yankees lost for you. The Dodgers are currently winning there, uh, but who cares? Everyone who's listening to this podcast probably says fuck the Dodgers. So you know, you guys probably don't want to hear about what I think about it. But we want to welcome everybody to the Suns Jam Session podcast as per usual. Thank you for pressing play. Whether you're listening to us on the Bright Side of the Sun podcast network, on Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, or if you're watching along on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube. If you're doing any one of those things, you know, make sure that you give us a like at Suns Jam on Twitter. Uh, you know, Smash that subscribe button on YouTube. We truly appreciate it. It always helps us. Uh, provide you with this consistent quality Suns content. Well, I won't say quality. This consistent Suns content. It's, consistent. So. it's out there. It's for you guys it's, to chew on, whatever you want to do with it. Yeah, you know, chew it like a, a T-bone steak or just, you know, spit it out. We don't just care. Swallow it. All right. So uh, <laughs> we already have Steve Holler in the in the chat. Oh, hey, I'm, not a, I'm not a fan surprised. of either the Yankees or Dodgers. Yeah, you know what? I'm not a lot of people are. Yeah. You know yeah. what I noticed is uh, every fantasy league I'm in for football or baseball, for some reason, everyone's like either F the Yankees or F the Cowboys. It's like, you know what? <laughs> why is it always the thing? You know, I don't know. Uh, just They haven't won anything forever. So why does it matter? Anyways, uh, still stick around. I know. Yeah, pl- pl- please stick around. The stick Dodgers around. haven't won anything uh, since <laughs> yeah. 1988. Uh, so we haven't really hurt your feelings. But anyways. Uh, the Phoenix Suns, we're going to be talking about plenty of things on this edition of the Suns Jam Session podcast. Uh, we're going to talk about Desmond Bain. That kind of, kind of is a hot topic right now, seeing as his name's been linked to the Phoenix Suns, and it's been both positive, both from he and James Jones. And we're going to play Would You Rather. Uh, it's a game that we played a lot of during the pandemic on the podcast, you know, kind of like, hey, would you rather uh, the Suns wore throwback jerseys or got brand new ones? We're going to do what Would You Rather off-season edition, and we're really going to just kind of draw our line in the sand on some different topics when it comes to the Phoenix Suns and this upcoming offseason. So uh, without further ado, it's time to smash open a beer as per usual. This one's for you, Boyd. Watching on Facebook. Let's oh smash yeah. yeah, we're gonna smash this one right here. This is you know your typical delicious dosekis, and uh, let's talk Suns, baby. So Desmond Bain is the guy that everybody's kind of talking about right now, Matthew. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, uh, but of course he had a a comment that was put out. I know the bright side of the sun covered it. And pretty much he stated, I had a long conversation with James Jones. He's one of the guys that was really high IQ 
pertaining to James Jones playing uh, days. He knew his role in the team. He could shoot the ball, brings a lot of similar qualities I bring to the team. And ever since that moment, that's kind of been a, one of the things that a lot of Suns fans have kind of opened their eyes and be like, oh, hey, who's this Desmond Bain kid? But it's somebody who you actually uh, were researching a couple weeks ago, right? You want to tell us a little bit about your findings as you researched him? Yeah. Um, so it's it's cool because it's another name. It's another guy on this big draft board of maybe these guys can help the Suns like instantly, an instant impact. This guy actually is that. He's the guy that he's played the four years in college. He's That's where the IQ comes from because he's drastically improved every year where he was at TCU. And one thing really quick, I guess he went to Seton Catholic high school. Is that like, I looked it up. I believe that's the one in Chandler. That's the one I went to. No, <laughs> no, this is, is that- Illinois. <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding. But anyways, <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I was just thinking that, you know, the IQ is there. It's definitely a, um, a James Jones guy. I think it would, he would fit terrifically behind the uh, Ricky Rubio, maybe something like that. A role player, obviously someone that they compared to Malcolm Brogdon. So Brogdon too, he won rookie of the year, um, his first year in the league, obviously, which made no sense what I just said, but he won rookie of the year, but he's, he's kind of always just been kind of the undertone of a team. And now you see Brogdon kind of excelling. It took him maybe three or four years to really get his feet underneath them. So I see this guy kind of playing the same role. When you see him on the court, dude, the first thing I read about this guy was he was jacked, a big yeah. mother, mother freaker. And honestly, when you watch him on the court, he, this dude is big. And I think just, um, just to have him with that size, he doesn't really finish around the rim as well. He honestly is a guy that can shoot well, 43% or 44% from three, which is fantastic. Um, so this is exactly the guy that this team would need. It's someone that has a high high IQ that can shoot the three and they can come in and give consistent minutes. I can see that. And it's just it's great because it's another guy we can look at to maybe even a great addition to the Suns. Yeah, it's a, it's kind of your typical James Jones guy, I feel. You know, like you said, a little bit older, a little bit more experienced, has the right attitude when it comes to things. Here's what I thought when I first saw Desmond Bain. I go, this is kind of like what would happen if Devin Booker and like Eric Bledsoe had a baby. Like he's jacked, he's got the the shooting ability, he can finish with both hands. He's somebody who uh, is physical, plays some defense. And he, but like he reminded me of a larger Eric Bledsoe, and I was like, and especially the way he was kind of finishing around the rim, yes. uh, not 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 so much in the way that Eric Bledsoe used to drive to the rim, get clueless, and throw the ball to the opposition, but more so in the way that he actually finished around the rim. You look at kind of how KOC brought him up uh, on his big draft board, and it shows a lot of things that I think are very appealing to the Suns. You know, perimeter shooting, hustle being something that is definitely something that I'm a big fan of. Off-the-ball defense, like you said, high IQ uh, guard who plays hard, already a veteran skill set and projects favorably as a rotation player. And something that I really like about Desmond Bain was something that I was watching on Suns Geek, who is actually going to be one of our special guests tonight. He couldn't make it, unfortunately, because he had an injury. So prayers up to Suns Geek. Hope you're feeling better. You'll join us for probably one of our next upcoming podcasts. But Suns Geek on his YouTube channel put together a segment on Desmond Bain. And one of the things that he brought up was the fact that Desmond Bain's one of those gym rat guys who's like, listen, when I get to the gym or when I get into a game scenario, I'm ready for it because I've practiced it a thousand times in the gym. And that's what I like to hear from a player. It's the attitude thing. It's the thing that we missed on with Josh Jackson, where we're like, this guy's got all the talent. He's got all the intangibles, but he didn't have the right attitude or work ethic. Desmond Bain appears to be one of those guys, right? 
Oh, definitely, dude. When you watch him on the court, he seems so comfortable. And honestly, I guess he's going projected at number 19 on KOC's board. But that's just in the rankings of uh, the players on the big board. But he he's definitely some guy where you watch him. I feel comfortable to where I would trust him with the ball. I would trust him with any kind of situation that's on the court. Um, of course, that's just in the college. But honestly, playing four years in college, I feel like maybe it's going to be a thing to where it's going to come back. Maybe it's going to be things that players might do now. If these players come out, maybe like Cam Johnson did. I'm just saying, like, you know, the ones that stick around to get the IQ to come in and make an impact right away. I mean, why not? And this is what the guy's trying to prove. And the love, the thing I love the most is just him consistently improving every year to year. And you love to see that with the people and with the players in the NBA, but let alone college. It's just, it's pretty awesome to see. Yeah, without a doubt. And I don't know necessarily if that's going to occur, the four-year college player coming back because it benefits the NBA. Because on both sides, it just doesn't make sense. You have the guys who want that, you know, to get out of poverty, essentially, and to make that first big paycheck by coming yeah. into the NBA. And you have the teams that are looking for that flashy signing that they could potentially, you know, bring into their organization and help for long-term uh, success, you know, like all of LeBron James, you know, it's like this guy's coming in at 19. We're going to have him till he's at least 26 if we can, you know, keep him happy. So, but still to your point, I think that he's somebody who uh, definitely is somebody who could contribute to the team right away. And I think that that's something that's very valuable. You look at him career 43.3% on threes, and that isn't one year of, uh, you know, kind of a, a shitty year in, you know, a COVID year uh, in college. That's four years at TCU uh, blossoming, Playmaking potential, 3.9 assists per game. Again, from two guard, I'm taking that. Uh, great team defender, 2.5 steal percentage, and 22 to start next season. So definitely somebody who I think that could really affect this team if he comes in uh, via the draft, if we do want to take that chance. You know, he is currently projected uh, to answer Boyd's question in the chat. Where's he projected to go? Uh it's all over the place right now. That's what's, you know, it depends on the mock draft you're looking at. Uh, the one I, that I typically look at a lot is Kevin O'Connell's, uh, Kevin O'Connor on uh, uh, the ringer. And he's currently 19th to the Nets there. I've seen one going 22nd to the Lakers, but that was an earlier one. Obviously, the Lakers are going to have a much higher pick, but he's kind of going a little bit later than that 10th pick. But anyone outside of like the top two could end up anywhere in this draft, right? Yeah, it's going to be so random, man, because once this draft gets going, you're going to be like, oh, this guy's going there. And it's not really a lot of teams are reaching for players. I feel like if they move up or they're getting picked too high, I kind of think that that's going to be a thing of the past where um, players will go, our teams will go get their players. They will go get the guys they're looking out for and that they kind of hope they're not going to wait for them to fall to them, even though it's a two-round draft. They kind of just want to go get who they think can fit the team currently. And this guy seems like that guy that the Suns might be interested in, and I wouldn't be too mad if we get them. Yeah, this is one of those drafts where you're going to go for team fit versus best available player because, well, who is the best best available player? We really don't know. So I think that's something that we can definitely uh, yeah. look forward to when draft night comes on November 18th. A uh, couple comments we have in the chat. Thank you for those of you who are watching us live. Um, Shamil Kasim, he's a bigger D Carter defensively. I like that. He has, you know, he's pointing out the fact that Bain is somebody who could be potentially like a Javon Carter, just bigger. And that's something that I definitely want as a part of this team. You know, again, I'm a defensive guy at heart. So if you can bring in a guy, especially a rookie who's coming in on your second yeah. team and he can provide offense, but play defense, I'm all for that. 
Oh yeah, me too, man. And maybe the Suns too are looking for someone like you know the way campaign campaign was playing in the bubble to where he can just come out and hit those big shots. Maybe this is kind of that guy that can also play defense too as well. So, oh, sorry, you you got, you got me <laughs> you got me yeah. mid sip there. Sorry, yeah. sorry. All right, well, it's time. It's part of the job. It's so. time. It's would you rather time, my friend. It's would you rather. So, I mean, for those of you who don't know how to play would you rather, uh, it's pretty basic. It's like, would you rather have this or this? So I give you, we have two options that we'll go back and forth asking us these questions. Um, not necessarily all these questions are correlated. We're just asking which is more valuable to you. So that'll kind of reveal itself as we go. So, yeah, Matthew, do you want me to ask you the first one? Yeah, let's go. All right. Let's, so let's get this started. Man. Uh, we're going to start with the draft. And I'm going to ask you, quite frankly, would you rather the Suns draft a point guard or a wing in the 2020 draft? <laughs> okay. So for this one, I was thinking, like, who do we have on the roster? This is always a thing. It's like, if we have Javon Carter come back, then no, I don't want a point guard. Obviously not. We have, we have Javon Carter and campaign coming back the wing. And you're, this is your thing. You can never have too many wings. And what I'm seeing in this draft, especially if you're picking number 10, there's going to be a lot of wings that might be hit or miss, but can also maybe be the guy that's, you know, the hit. Cause a lot of these guys I'm that I'm keep watching. It's, they can fill a lot of a lot of roles on this team, and they can. A lot of them are defensive guys. A lot of them are. Um, they can hit the three. They can do a lot more than what they used to back in the day. You know, back in the old day. But I'm I'm a, I'm really focused on the wings. If we get a point guard, that's fine. I just feel like the, for the first time in a long time, this Suns team has been very comfortable with the point guard position. So I am looking for wings. I feel like that might be your answer. Yes, if I was to choose, would I rather? I would rather choose a wing. For the reason you stated at the end, I feel confident in our point guard play right now. I don't think that now is the time to bring in that point guard to provide developmental minutes because we're not a team looking to develop guys right now. We're a team that is looking to win. And you don't do that by bringing in guys via the draft and giving them 15 to 20 minutes coming off the bench consistently uh, in an effort to try to develop them for the long term. Ricky Rubio, it's time to win with him, and it's time to win with him now. Now, maybe in a couple of years when he's starting to get a little bit older, you know, when he's in his, you know, 31, 32 years old at the back end of his, you know, three years that we have left with him. It's three years, right? Or is it, or is it two? I always forget. You're on mute. Boop. You're on mute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was sorry. I had to take a quick pee. Um, so, uh what I was saying was it was—it's a three-year contract, which is fine. I mean, that's yeah. normally what you're going to see nowadays. But, uh, anyways, what were you saying? Yeah, <laughs> go back. Go back to peeing. Um, so, yeah, I think that you know, with Ricky Rubio, we can next year we can maybe draft that point guard that could, that could be of the future. This is not the draft where we're going to sit there and have a really solid understanding of what these point guards are—the Tyrese Halliburton's, the Killian Hayes, people of that nature. Let's go ahead and let's draft a wing. If we're going to use that pick at number 10 to do anything, we should draft a wing, in my uh, opinion. I think that a lot of the teams that or a lot of the players that are falling to our position are going to be wing players to begin with. Because I feel like the, in the first 10 picks, probably about three or four of them are going to be point guards. And we'll, you don't want the secondary scraps. You want the, you know, the prime meat. So that's what I think there. All right. So we would both rather have a wing. That is correct. Yes. All right. So, what's next? Uh, next up, what would you rather draft? Tyrese Halliburton or Killian Hayes. Okay. So if we were to draft a point guard, which one of those two guys would I'd rather have? I think I'd rather go with Tyrese Halliburton. Killian Hayes, uh, great highlights. 
you know, I recommend anybody who's not sure about any of these draft picks, if you haven't researched any of these draft picks that the Suns are going to be facing on November 18th for the past like eight months, because all that information has been out there for quite some time, uh, visit Tankathon. You can go through and look, and they actually kind of compile a, a few different videos on each prospect. But I think that although Killian Hayes does have a little bit more professional experience, he's very, very young. Um, he's not a complete player in my perception at that position. That's a lot of P's. Player position perception. Um, he's somebody who he can't go left. And I think that that's something that is very developmental. Whereas I feel like Tyrese Halliburton, a little bit more polished, uh, a better score, can shoot the ball uh, from downtown better. And for those yeah. reasons, I say if I was to draft a point guard, which I've already stated I'm not for, I say let's go Tyrese Halliburton. What do you think, Matthew? No, no, it's a good choice. I've never really been on, been on the train for Tyrese Halliburton. But um, honestly, I can see the reasoning for it. The only reason I would say maybe not to draft him is just maybe he's a little bit raw right now. I don't know if we have the time. You know, we're trying to chase that championship, I guess, next year. Something we'll like just that. chase the playoffs. Let's yeah, get just, there, huh? Let's just chase the playoffs. Yeah, but he's a very talented guy, and it's crazy because Killian Hayes, to me, I like watching him. It's kind of weird. I like watching his flow on the court. I feel like he has a good flow to where he gets everybody involved. They Both of them are great playmakers. Tyrese Halliburton maybe – might be better, who knows? But Killian Hayes, there's something about him to where he seems like he's ready to go. He's ready to contribute. Maybe not. Maybe I'm off on both these guys. But I'm gonna go Killian. I would rather have Killian Hayes. Um, I just I feel like what I'm seeing and what I'm watching on the clips, he seems just more like he's developed and ready to go. Tyrese Halliburton, maybe he just needs a little bit more time, maybe a year or so. I just I don't think the Suns really have time to do that. So Killian Hayes, I feel like can. He might go number one in this year's draft. So obviously the Suns probably don't have a chance, but um, number one or number two, but I would rather have Killian Hayes. Well, okay. So we disagree there. Uh, I know that he's the number one prospect on KOC's big board, but he's been all over the place in mock drafts. So yeah, uh, you look at our chat and you have, you know, Steve says Hayes and Shamil says TH. So, you know, we're all as Suns fans kind of torn between those two guys. Yep. Maybe, maybe we don't have to make that uh uh, that decision. So, all right. How about this one? Okay. If you were to draft a wing, I'll give you two guys yeah. from a wing standpoint. Would you okay. rather draft Devin Vassell or Aaron Nesmith? These are two guys that we featured on the mm -hmm. podcast previously. What are your thoughts? Mm -hmm. All right. So my guy in this draft, if the Suns can land this guy, I would be very, very happy. So I would rather have Devin Vassell. This is my guy. If you want to be motivated in the morning, you're having a poopy day or something, watch this guy on YouTube. Watch his play. He will make you, he'll get you jacked. He'll get you pumped. Because he honestly, he he's everything I feel like the Suns would need defensively. I feel like this guy, they both shoot pretty good from three, I think. But Aaron Naismith, he actually shoots 52% from three, which is crazy. But Devin Vassell, when I watch him, he is the one prospect where I'm watching him. Like, oh yeah, he's ready to go. He's ready to jump out of the... He's ready to jump out of the out of the gym. He can do pretty much anything on the court that you ask him to defensively, which is very very great. He can improve his offense, of course, but I feel like if we can get that the best guy in the draft in from defense from the defensive wise or whatever you want to say, I think honestly he can be the guy, and I think this would be a total steal. He is, I think he's five on KOC's board right now, but honestly, he would be a steal. If we stayed at 10 and somehow he drops, that, that I would be very, very happy. Who would you take? Who would you rather? Who would I rather? Uh, it's it's tough because when I first watched Aaron Nesmith's uh, role and kind of went over some of his statistics and saw what his impact was, 
I was a big fan of what he did. I really think that he is a really good offensive player. But then I saw Devin Fassell from, from Florida State. And yeah, he, he's like Mikhail Bridges 2.0. Uh, somebody who is definitely ready, I think, to play in the NBA. Um, you know, again, Aaron Nesmith might be a guy who's going to need to bulk up just a little bit, uh, needs to adjust to the NBA game. Whereas I feel with Devin Vassell and the way that he's built and the way that he plays his game, he could be a plug and play on our second team for the Phoenix Suns, uh, add some of that defensive depth and really produce for the team going forth into the 2021 season. So if by some miracle he's there at 10, that's one of the few scenarios where I say, utilize that pick and take that player, you know, so you can kind of really see where I'm landing on that draft board for the Suns at least a month out is I want a wing and I want Devin Vassell. So we'll see kind of what actually happens, but that's, that's who I would rather. Great choice, man. Thank Very you. happy for you. Thank you. And uh, <laughs> you, you look at the chat and again, yeah, Boyd, Devin double up, Shamil, DV. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Church Boy 127, thanks for joining us, Devin Vassell. So, I mean, I think that a lot of Suns fans are agreeing Absolutely. with us there. Aaron Nesmith, though, I'm I'm just telling you, Suns fans, because he's actually a guy who's projected to go in that range of number 10. Yeah. Go ahead and take your time and, and look over some of his highlights and you'll see why he's somebody who is a top. He, he's a he's a lottery pick player. Yeah, uh, he definitely has the talent. I just think that Vassell is definitely more NBA. Yeah, it's interesting because you watch Vassell first and then you're like, oh, maybe I'll check out Aaron Naismith. He's actually very, very decent. So yeah, give him a look. Uh, next question though: Would you rather keep? We ask this all the time, but would you rather keep the tenth pick or okay, use okay. it, or use it and uh, and Kelly Oubre to move up to get Obi Toppin? So what you're saying is keep number ten and draft yep. with it, or use that pick and Kelly Oubre to move up in the draft, guarantee me Obi Toppin. Yes. Ooh, that's a tough one. Uh, I'm a big Obi Toppin fan. I, I know you are. He, yeah, he's uh, he's like baby Stoudemire to me. He's the first guy I really started to delve into the draft, and he's the one of the main reasons I was really upset about March Madness this year because Dayton was like twenty nine and two, and they were going to be a number one seed, and we were really going to have a a great opportunity to see somebody try to take on the NCAA from a mid major and carry a team, and we would have been treated mm -hmm. to something I think really special. Uh, but I knew also at the same time that probably would have tanked any chance that we would have had at getting him. Uh, Man, I say keep Kelly. Keep Kelly in the number 10 pick. I really like Obi Toppin, but you know what? With Kelly, uh, he's somebody who I think that is obviously a, a, the heart soul of this team. We've said it a million times. He's somebody who has uh, created a culture here in Phoenix, and he's somebody who I know what I'm going to get from him. I don't know what I'm going to get from Obi Toppin. I've seen some great highlights. He's not very good at defense, neither is Kelly, uh, but he could be. He could pr provide some spacing issues with Aiton if he was to play any minutes with yeah. Aiton. So... Um, I say hold on to Tsunami Poppy in the number 10 pick versus uh, moving up in the draft and if it guaranteed me to get Obi Toppin. What are your thoughts, Matthew? Interesting, because Obi Toppin, honestly, he was a guy I feel like was like a top three draft pick. All of a sudden, like he's kind of moving back, so he might land in the 10th spot anyways. But honestly, if you were to trade Kelly Oubre just to move up in the draft, I would say no, because I feel like Kelly Oubre in the draft pick should be for like a future uh, like, a, not a, I'm sorry, not a free agent, but someone that can instantly come in and help this team, a veteran player. So it would be the better of Kelly Oubre plus a 10th pick. So we're looking, I feel like right now into the future that the Suns are going to just add someone with the veteran leadership and the veteran on skill set uh, or on the on court skill set to really mm -hmm. help this team right now. 
so that's what I would do with that. So I want to trade up with Kelly Oubre in the tenth pick at all. I just would look for you know getting that veteran player. So I'd yeah. rather just not do it, you know. All right, so we both agree on that one. Yeah, we agree and, on that one. And uh, Steve in the chat, I think they trade back and rid themselves of uh, Drum's contract. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a, it's not that big of a contract, but I will say this: uh, trading back is something that I would actually probably actually see the Suns doing versus trading up in this yes. draft. Um, Nick Nicholas Tan, shout out to Nikki Tan. Uh, Ob needs some work and has some and has to work on his fundamentals. Then that's you know you're you're right. You know he's somebody who. Uh, you know, his, his, we don't know exactly where he falls now. And even Shamil says in the chat, he's too hyped like Marquise Chris. And that might be a very true statement. You know, Obi's good, man. He looks really good. But Marquise Chris looked really good too. I don't know much about Obi's work ethic. You know, that's why when we talk about Desmond Bain, it's exciting because you, you, you're hearing from multiple sources that this guy's a gym rat. I'm just going to try to outwork you. I love those junkyard dog types, man. That's the Javon Carters of the world. That's why I love those guys. And, you look at Obi Toppin. I just I don't know that about him. You know, I've never I haven't seen a reports that say that. No, no, um, is it, it? You know, he was the big dude in a mid major conference. So who knows what that actually will equate to on the court? So okay, so we both agree on that one. Yes. Uh, here, here's one, and you have to play the game, Matthew, because I know you like to deviate from the game. Would you rather have the Suns draft a point guard at number ten or re-sign Javon Carter? You have to do one. You either yeah. draft a point guard at number ten. Mm-hmm. Or you don't draft a point guard number 10 and you keep Javon Carter. All right. Well, I would rather re-sign Javon Carter. That's what oh. I would do just because – I'm sorry, what? I was just going to say, like, okay, we agree on this one. <laughs> oh, we do. Okay, great. Yeah. Well, I think everybody wants Javon Carter back, but what it really brings to next year is you have Javon Carter coming back with the chemistry, the toughness, like you were saying, the junkyard dog thing that we want to see in these players. And he has that. He already has it. And what we want really is just the proven player. Javon Carter already proved it. And I think we can probably re-sign him. And I hope to God we do, other than drafting a point guard at number 10. Like we said before, when we're at the number 10 spot and, and after, we might just have wings left. There might not be any point guards. But if there was a point guard, I don't really want to take the chance on it. I don't want to take another chance if we have Javon Carter in a campaign who already proved that they fit in well with this team. So I I would rather uh, re-sign Javon Carter. Yeah. Uh, what about Ray- you? Raymond Gonzalez in the YouTube chat agrees with you, and as do I. Uh, I've said it before. I want to draft a wing, so obviously I want to yeah. keep Carter as well. What I really am excited for next season is seeing Campaign and Javon Carter extrapolated over an 82-game season, more than oh, just an 8-0 and bubble experience, too. to really me see too. if it's if it's an anomaly or if it's something that is actually going to come to fruition and, and – make our second team one of the best ones potentially in the NBA, just consistent, have a consistent second team. So you can't do that if Javon Carter's not around. So I say you keep that pick uh, and use it on a wing and you keep Javon Carter and everybody is happy. Yes. Yeah. We're, we're agreeing on the good ones though. You know, we know what the Suns fans want. That's, that's so how, that's how we do it over here. Yep. And it looks like everyone for the most part, uh, you know, Carter all day from Shamil in the chat. So uh, I agree with that. Uh, I like Kevin, but he's not really a point guard, better shooting guard next to, to Payne. Um, Nikki Tan, re resign. Uh, you know, like John, I loves watching defense. You know, defense is you keep Javon Carter, you know, you're keeping defense. And I think that that's something that's actually, uh, you know, very rare to find in the NBA these days. All yeah. right. Round us off for our draft. Would you rather questions? All right. What do you got? What do you got? It, Last question. Last question. Would you rather trade the pick or would you rather keep it? 
We're going to ask is, this question every pod. Let's just keep every, it. I think we've <laughs> literally it. done this, this on every podcast since it. March. Um, I love it, though, because we, we change. You know, yeah. people evolve. We have different opinions. I'm doing my debate stuff. All right. Okay. So what, <laughs> is what, is, is that on your forehead? Is that yeah. a flat on your hair? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Were you watching that when that happened? That yeah, was hysterical. I, didn't know, I thought it was like a piece of lint. It was huge. That was a monster. Yeah, I thought fly, like dude. the rest of America that a piece of uh, a fly was on my TV. I was like, damn. And then Pence moved his head. I was like, oh shit, that's hilarious. I, I went, I, how did it get off? Did he, they snipe he, it off his head? I, I don't know. I changed the channel <laughs> real quick. And I, 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 checked, I checked the score on something and I came back. It was hilarious though because it was just like, he was making a really good point about you know social injustice, and all of a sudden, like, stop paying attention. There's a fly <laughs> in your head, Mike Pence. So yeah, um, I say trade the pick, and okay. I agree with but what Boyd said a little bit early and said again in the chat. Trade back. Yes, that's, that's basically I, trading the pick, right? You're just yeah. Well, back. that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you know, I, I've been going back and forth on this since March. I've always been of the you know my foundational stance on this is trade that pick. I don't trust this draft. Yeah. Number 10, you're not going to get someone who's going to necessarily instantly contribute. But then we start to review the prospects and you see the guys who could potentially contribute. You get excited. And you're like, no, no, no. We, we need to keep that pick. Heck, trade up a, f- a couple spots. You know, nah, don't, don't do the, the dumb thing. Do the smart thing. Mm-hmm. Trade back. James Jones is known for doing that. I mean, look what he's done in his, his very short general manager, general managerial career with the Phoenix Suns. He trades back and gets more value for his picks, and he makes smart decisions. And I think that even by dropping back three or four spots in this draft, you're going to get somebody who you potentially already want, a la maybe a Desmond Bain, and get more assets for it for a team who's afraid that somebody's going to jump them. Because, again, this draft I really feel is going to be fucking crazy because it's 2020. Everything's already crazy. But I think that with – people not really knowing how to evaluate these prospects, you're going to have a lot of GMs potentially trying to trade and jump the gun on things to, to ensure that they get their guy, the guy that their team has been spending the past eight months scouting and they, they want on their team. Yep. And here we are 30 minutes in and you've definitely hit the head on the nail. I think honestly, this, the smart, the smart part of the sun's front office really ever since James Jones took over, dude, they, he's been killing it. So I would rather trade the pick, but I do trust this team to do the right thing. And that is going to be probably trade the pick. I don't see us sitting at number seven. So, or not number 10. Whoa. Uh oh. And then, uh, yeah. So I would rather trade the pick. I got to get an audio drop for that. Like, hit the head on the nail. <laughs> nail the head. Whatever. Nail the head. <laughs> head on the nail. Whatever. Uh, so, so there you go. There's your would you rathers for the draft. Now let's talk a little bit about free agency. Another yeah. thing that we've definitely talked about numerous times on the pod, but, uh, you know, let's draw the line in the sand. Let's make our final assumptions on these things. So when they actually free agency starts, uh, and you know the the starting date for free agency, right? Nope. Yeah, nobody does. Um, so if and when free agency ever begins, uh, we can say, we can reference back to October seventh and be like, hey, on the would you rather? You said that you wanted to pursue this yeah. guy, not this guy, and we'll totally forget it because we forget everything. So free agency. Would you rather pursue a point guard or a power okay. forward? All right. So earlier, just to recap, we love our point guard situation. So I would rather pursue a power forward just because I feel like that's the one position in the starting lineup where I'm looking for a starter. So what we have out there is the Jeremy Grants. We have the Dills Bertans. We have those guys that are available that we can maybe pursue, but I would rather pursue those guys than any other point guard. 
Um, so I, I just think that's definitely the number one spot in the starting lineup we need to fill. And even if it's a backup point of power forward, if Sarge doesn't stick around, if he wants to be a starter somewhere else or something weird, something weird happens or where he's gone, maybe that's the situation or the situation that brings so it brings itself forward and we have to respond to that and somehow. But I feel like just the power forward position is just something we we need this season. And it's crazy. It feels like we don't need too much to continue to succeed the way we did in the bubble, just maybe the backup center position in the power forward position how about you what would you pursue would i rather uh yeah i'm gonna stick with you there i think with javon carter cameron Payne, and obviously ricky rubio starting for the point guard position for the phoenix suns power forward is where we're going to need some assistance uh you know javon carter obviously we have to decide whether or not we're going to resign him or dario Saric. and dario is the one who has the more expensive contract so if we were to let somebody go in those two scenarios it'd probably be dario and in those two scenarios I think obviously the the power forward position, there's more depth there in this free agent class, as well as, you know, more flexible players, guys who could either be starters or come in off the bench, you know, Danilo Gallinari, uh, Davis Bertans, you know, a couple of guys who probably will be bench guys, but will get opportunities to start for this team as well as Monty figures out his rotations and see what's really effective and works for the team. So yeah, would I rather, I'd rather go after a, a power forward and free agency. I just think that there's a little, little more depth there. Yeah, definitely. And it continues into our next would you rather. So mm -hmm. would you rather pursue Chris Paul or would you rather pursue Aaron Gordon? Now, obviously, these guys aren't free agents, but they're you know guys who we could potentially add to the team. And this one's actually tough because I almost kind of want to go against what I just said. I'd, I'd rather pursue Chris Paul. I'm a big Aaron Gordon fan. Um, we've talked about it numerous times on the pod. I think the one thing that turns both of us off about him, definitely me, is just hearing what his the fans say about him. Yes. And, and, and you can't read too much into the Reddit boards when you go to like the Orlando magic Reddit boards and kind of interact with some of their fans. And you're just like, well, well, why? Like Aaron Gordon seems legit, man. Like he's athletic. He's been in dunk contests. Uh, he probably could work a little bit on his defense, but he's, he's, you know, acceptable as, as a defensive player. Um, and they just go, you know, it, it's the inconsistencies. It, it, we've, we've had too many type Aaron Gordon type players, in our careers here as Phoenix Suns fans, if you will. Whereas Chris Paul, you know, if we were yes. to make a decision, you know, and again, these are hypotheticals. We're just throwing the shit against the wall, seeing if it sticks. If I had to choose between pursuing Chris Paul or pursuing Aaron Gordon, I would pursue Chris Paul. Yeah, what about I you? would uh, definitely. I'm right there with you. And I honestly think that I'd rather have Chris Paul just for the reason that OKC last year when they had when they got Chris Paul, everyone thought it'd be an off year. He brought a lot of happiness and a lot of competitiveness to that team. There and was a lot of happiness. Everyone was yeah. smiling. There was. And what's really weird is that we thought it would be the opposite, though, than locker room, because we always felt like maybe he was a bad teammate. What went on in L.A.? That wasn't really the case. I feel like when he came to OKC, he took over and he automatically gave this team a reason to win a reason to play. And I feel like he would bring that to Phoenix. It would just be so great if this would happen, what we would give up to get him. But when the next season would start with him and our starting lineup as our point guard, everything would be turned around. Everybody would be actually really with this guy and happy that he is there with Devin Booker and bringing a little bit of joy to the Phoenix area, you know? Yeah, without a doubt. And I thought I like what, uh, what, you know, the chat that's going on. Uh, let's see. Let me find this one. Uh, what Raymond Gonzalez said, would you consider Aaron Gordon an empty star guy? And I think or he means empty stat guy. Is he an empty stat guy? Do you think so? 
I don't know. It's tough with that team, dude. Um, the only thing, the only way I feel like the Suns or another team can oh, can Whoa. actually go after Aaron Gordon is if they see some way of them coaching him to make him, of course, contribute to a winning team. Um, like you said, it's scary that his their team where Devin Booker was the empty stack guy. He was, but Suns fans have always backed Devin Booker. Aaron Gordon, his their fans are not, so that's even scarier. So I don't know if I would be too excited now to have that guy come back or come to Phoenix. I would not be very excited. Yeah, and here's the funny thing: is uh, the Suns will somehow, some way, pull off a blockbuster trade to get Aaron Gordon in like two months, and we're going to be so behind it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So. It depends. It depends what they give up. Okay, so obviously that one is very far fetched, uh, you know. And again, there's pros and cons to both of them. You know, CP3's yeah. older; he's not somebody who you know he's injury prone. Aaron Gordon could be a potential empty stat guy. Like these aren't guys who we necessarily are going to pursue. Let's talk about free actual free agents. All right, Matthew, ask me a question. Yeah. So, would you rather pursue Fred Van Vliet Ooh. or? Jeremy Grant. Okay, this is a fun one. Would we rather pursue, or would I rather pursue, and by I, I clearly mean the Phoenix Suns, because I'm not doing any pursuing. Would I rather pursue Fred Van Vliet or Jeremy Grant? Ooh, that's tough. Um, Both of guys are going to be expensive. I mean, let's just start with that. We don't know what that salary cap is going to be, even if it's flat. You know, uh, I heard Dave King was mentioned it on the, his, the latest solar panel um, podcast. They were talking about how Potentially, you know, if if we move all the pieces correctly, we could have twenty million dollars to play with, right? So, if you start with the kind of that understanding, know that both of these guys are going to be expensive. Uh, Jeremy Grant's probably priced himself out of the uh, the market with his recent playoff performance, showing that he's just one of those guys who you need to have that kind of player on your team if you want to be successful. He's not going to be your superstar. You know, Fred Van Vliet's not going to necessarily be a superstar, but he can definitely be a star for your team. Whereas Jeremy Grant's not necessarily going to be a star for your team, but you're going to win because of him. And I think that's why I'm going to lean more towards Grant. Again, I think that we need more help in our front court. We need somebody who is uh, athletic, somebody, you know, like we said earlier, you can never have too many wings. And Jeremy Grant is uh, somebody who we've been talking about for a long time on the Suns Jam Session podcast. And I would definitely like to see in a Phoenix Suns uniform. I like Fred Van Vliet. I think he's a good player, but I don't think he is the missing piece and especially for the price that we're going to have to pay for him. Yeah, definitely. Um, Grant is someone I feel like last week we were talking about Grant. I wasn't too excited to have him. I really wasn't. But when you look at him play and you actually go back to just watch the film, I mean, I don't study it like the coaches do or anything, but he's just a guy that is going to keep his head down and get the work done on the court. You know, he's not really flashing the stats and stats wise. He's not at all, but he's doing the things to get to the hole to make the, on de- on defense, he is pretty astounding. So that is pretty cool to have on the team. But with the Fred Van Vliet, I think I would just rather have Jeremy Grant for the reason because Fred Van Vliet, other than this, other than him bringing kind of like a rest to Papa Ricky, I feel like you would start Ricky Rubio. Fred Van Vliet would maybe come in, maybe end up starting later in the year. But Fred Van Vliet can just relieve a lot of the minutes for Ricky Rubio and Devin Booker to where you can mix and match those guys constantly. So you have just kind of a consistent like base of point guards coming in and out. So that would be great. But besides that, I would just rather have Jeremy Grant for the reason that he would fill a big spot for the Suns. And I think he would help automatically. And just, you know, we have a good lineup right now. And I think maybe just adding him would get a little bit of an extra spark. And honestly, he's had the experience in the playoffs too. 
a lot of years. So that would be great too as well. But Fred Van Lee has that too, of course. I mean, yeah, he's, he's, he's won a champion. <laughs> well, he won an NBA championship. But I'm just saying, I'm not saying, I'm not comparing those two that way. I'm just saying that, um, you know, uh, yeah. So next question. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well I, I get what you're saying though. I mean, the, yeah. the, the pro of Fred Van Vliet is you do have that consistent offensive scoring output coming from the guard position throughout the entire game. The advantage of having Jeremy Grant is it's either Jeremy Grant or Dario Saric. And Jeremy Grant's clearly better. So I don't know, man. I just Sarge is just he's that guy though where everyone loves this guy. You know, I, I feel like if we're gonna pay more for Jeremy Grant, of course, maybe, but if they're gonna make the same amount of money, yes, Jeremy Grant. But what we get out of Sarge, I think is pretty decent, especially in the bubble. We saw a lot from Sarge's new diet and all that is working out. And I think he can maybe improve next year too as well. But yeah, anyways. Sorry. Okay. Well, that's. I mean, I mean, we. This is. We could literally do an entire podcast on just this this topic because yeah. I really think there's a lot of complexity to it. There's a lot of different variations. There's a lot of contract negotiations and things that we could talk about. But just you know, kind of broadly on the surface, we both agree that if we had the chance, if we were you know James Jones, we would rather pursue Jeremy Grant versus Fred VanVleet. Yes, we agree okay. on the surface. Okay. Uh, how about I'm going to skip one of these here. How about would you rather save money this year or spend money? Oh, dude. So I'm all about the now with this team, if you haven't noticed in the podcast. So I'm ready to spend the money because I don't think you can really wait into the future. I know you have bigger free agents into the next offseason, but what's really going to happen between then and now? Like you could have a terrible season again, baby, if you don't spend money now and then Booker's looking elsewhere. All that stuff could happen. So you got to spend it now. And I think there's actually some decent pieces to where you can give um, some help to this team. And I think that they know now to where I trust the front office, especially in the draft, all of that. But when they're going to go into free agency, I've heard that Monte, they want to spend money. So that is the right thing to do. Cause you just got to build around this team right now. You can't worry about the next off season. How many times do we always talk about, Oh, let's wait till the next off season. Like, let's just wait. Like there's gonna be better free agents. And then like they, that off season comes, it's like, Oh, we have no chance to get these guys. That's probably going to be the same thing again. So you might as well just spend the money. Okay, uh, I say save the money. There's not going to be a lot of money to really maneuver. I mean, $20 million, it, potentially, uh, if we pull all the right levers this offseason to spend. Uh, yeah, you're going to spend a lot of those on mid-level contracts and, and veteran minimums to kind of fill your roster at the back end of it. But I think that you know, short-term greed, long-term greed, the long-term greed is not this offseason. It's the next offseason. You know, well... Man, I might go against what I'm all, I'm thinking now because you could maybe spend all the money that you have this year, knowing that it's going to be one or two year contracts because guys are don't you know that uncertainty is out there and they might just you know sign something you know a ten million dollar yeah. deal here a, a twelve million dollar uh, deal here just in an effort to be on a contract with the team see if they like it but it's only a one year deal knowing that the next off season that salary cap might increase once again if you know have you know. We can yeah. get uh, fans back in the stands and things of that nature. So literally in the mini- middle of my comment, I changed from <laughs> save it to spend it. So Ooh, nice. Did I change your mind at all? Was that me? No, nah, I wasn't <laughs> one ounce to you. You were not persuasive <laughs> yeah. at all. Yeah. Uh, horrible points actually by you. I didn't want to say them out loud, but now that you've pushed it, um, yeah, those were actually fucking horrible points, Matthew. And I'm disappointed really? as you as a podcast host and as a friend. Are you being serious? No, Are you being I'm fucking forgetful? joking. Oh, of course I am. You know, I rehearsed that take all night last night, and I was like really definite I was going to kill on it, and you just crushed my steam. And I rehearsed my 
retort. <laughs> there you go. How about that one? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, we Very got one cool. more free agency. Would you rather? And then we yeah. have some some fun random questions at the end. Yes. So All right. Ask so a question. Yep. Definitely, dude. All right. So, would you rather keep believing in the young core? This is a good one. Or trade for the superstar? Uh, this is the tough one because this is that short term greed, long term greed thing again. It's like, okay, long term greed, you know, uh, try to go for somebody like Giannis Antetokounmpo. I believe in the young core, man. I'm just going to, uh, you know, we're running short on time. I'm go- I believe in the young core. Okay. I, well, I, I don't believe in going and getting that superstar. I love team. And I think that you build from within, and then ultimately that's successful. You look at a lot of the great organizations, other than what the Lakers are fucking doing this year, where they literally have bought a championship. Like, there's no doubt about it. Like, who came up through their ranks? Alex Caruso? Like, come on, man. Like, it's it's LeBron James and and Anthony yeah. Davis are. But but look at the Warriors, man. That's how the Warriors did it until they, you know, lucked out by the way that the cap worked and everything, and got KD. But they had won a championship before that. Look at Toronto. Yeah, they got Kawhi Leonard. They got they added that star, but the the rest of that team is you know self built. You know, uh, Serge Ibaka came over in a, in a shrewd move from OKC, but I think that the Suns, you know, yeah, add those add the right pieces, uh, and we can win a championship, man. I really believe that. What about you? All right, so back in the day, Hunter Hearst Helmsley told Stone Cold Steve Austin, "Don't trust anyone." Ooh, DTA. So that, yeah, DTA Austin. So I think honestly. We love these guys. It's a young core, but so did the Lakers. I love their young core. Look what they got. They got the championship this year. Not saying it's over yet because I still believe in the heat, but I would love to trade for the superstar. I would love to give up the whole young core besides Devin Booker for a superstar to pair him with. That's just the way it is. I mean, we've been waiting too long. I think everyone brings up the warrior situation. That is tough because they hit on a lot of good draft picks and they were doing that before anybody was really trying to do it. A lot of people were trying to trust the pot process and all that. It just never worked for anybody else. So I don't believe it'll ever really happen again. So I would definitely trade for the superstar. Okay. Well, Nicholas Tan asked a great question in the chat. Who do you have in mind for a superstar, Matthew? He called you up by name. He asked me that before he even knew my answer. So you know my notes? (laughs) Serious question. So serious question. Anybody apart that is a top five player, apart from Giannis? Yeah. Okay. So let's. So who go. do you have in mind? Who 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 can the Suns get in the next two years that to put next to Devin Booker? Yeah. Is it a Bradley Beal? No, it would be a Giannis. That's the superstar you want. The ADs. So, and okay, Anthony Davis two years ago was the best player in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Now he's the third best player behind Giannis at second. LeBron, I still think is the first. Giannis is the guy to go get. AD is the guy to go get. That is a superstar. I don't think there's anybody else I would trade my whole young core for. It's just Giannis would be that guy. Ben Simmons? No. Ask Raymond in the chat? No? That's nope. not su- not superstarish enough for you? Absolutely not. So I hope, I mean, uh, Nicholas Tan, I hope that actually answers it. It's not like there's a whole long list of what I want to trade away for. Kevin Durant, there's one. Hey, but he's never going to come here. But yeah, that's a guy. But besides that, no. LaMarcus Aldridge. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, I mean, and that's the tough thing, you know, when you, and I think that's why I believe in the young course, because to me, it's, it's plausible. You know, it's, it's what it we is. have. And getting, landing that superstar, that hasn't happened in Phoenix since, you know, the summer of 90, 92. So, I mean, it's like, it's, it's really yeah. tough. Uh, even a star, you know, even to put a star next to, Devin Booker is tough, you know, bringing in a Bradley Bill, bringing in a Ben Simmons, you know, those guys are stars. Those are all stars. They're not superstars, 
but they're all stars. And uh, even bringing those guys in, I mean, it's just so tough. And we've talked about it before, and we'll we'll talk about it again. You know, we're we have to develop a culture that is indicative of drawing these guys to us. We're working on that. We're we're having a uh, we're moving in that direction, but we're not there yet. We need to have a really good season. We need to showcase that the owner doesn't want to stick his fucking nose into everything that's going on and, and decimate what Monty Williams and James Jones are trying to prove. He needs to do that for another year. Stay the fuck out, you know, write the checks, yes. you know, write, write the check for the new arena, write the check for the, uh, the new workout facility and just back the fuck up Sarver, you know, uh, yeah. that's what we, we have this year. Yeah. And we need that to happen again, this next, this next, yeah. uh, uh exactly. season and off season. And then after that, then we can start to really look at, and, and the, and the NBA will, and players will look at Phoenix as a potential free agent destination. So, but getting that superstar, I mean, that's why I guess why I believe in the young. Yeah. Core. All right. How about some fun, random questions? All right. Let's do it, dude. Would you rather Matthew have the sun's new court design be gray, like Brooklyn's or pattern like the university of Oregon? I've thought about this a while ago, actually, because it's funny because you hate that Brooklyn court so much, and I kind of like it, but it would not work with the sun, so I'd rather have the University of Oregon court. But, I mean, of course, there wouldn't be the trees. There would be something like a sun. So kind of like a design like that maybe would fly, like a light sun, something like that. But honestly, both these are horrendous. I would never want any of this <laughs> at all. Um, I'm excited for the new court to see what it looked like, but would you rather? What would you rather have out of those two? <laughs> well, uh, for those who are watching on the live stream, we actually pulled up a picture of both of those courts side by side, and they're both fucking ugly. Uh, the Barclays Center court, it is all gray, and then you have nice. the University of Oregon, and it literally is like it looks like you're laying down on the ground, and you're looking up at trees, yeah. and it's it's just both of them are fucking weird. Um, I'm gonna go with the Barclays Center. I think that you know the Suns could potentially do something. Uh, maybe not gray. What if it was all orange? God, that would be gross. But I'd rather go gray. Oh, uh, oh. Yeah, I'd rather go gray than do whatever the hell Oregon's trying to do. It's too much. It's like, I don't know if you've ever watched Pac-12 basketball and watched uh, an yes. Oregon game. It's yeah, the bad. worst thing ever, man. Because you really can't see it. You know, the, the camera angle doesn't really capture what they were trying to go for in their design. And it just looks like somebody like threw up on the court and it's disgusting. So oh, it's just, it's really bad, man. <laughs> Yeah, not a fan of that one at all. All right, what else you got? All right, so would you rather um, have your eggs over easy or eggs scrambled? I'm an over easy guy. I love over easy oh. eggs. Uh, I like biscuits and gravy. Then you get like an over easy egg on top of that. Egg sandwiches, yeah. eggs over easy. Uh, yeah, that's how I roll. Are you a scrambled egg guy or are you an over, over easy guy? So I would just rather have scrambled eggs three or four days in a row than do over easy. I can't eat scrambled eggs too many days in a row. I get kind of sick of it. But I do eat a lot of eggs, eggs every morning. Um, really? but I'm a scrambled eggs guy and then maybe over easy on the weekend. Maybe that's what Okay. Yeah. Okay. Weird. You're socially an over easy guy. Like when you go yeah. out to, to, uh, breakfast with friends yeah. or brunch with friends on the weekends, you're like, eggs over easy. You want to be classy. But if you're at your home alone, you're just yep. stirring those eggs and scrambling. They're easy that's to make. It on my Tinder account. Exactly. Just like that. Occasionally you get a lot of swipe rights on that. Yes. <laughs> About two and a half. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here's another fun one. Uh, would you rather have Booker for the next three years and you're guaranteed a conference championship appearance or trade for Giannis and leave it up to fate? Oh, I would rather definitely stick it out with Booker. I mean, what is a better story than Booker sticking around and making a conference championship? Maybe not the finals. Who knows? But that would bring a tear to my eye a little bit. I mean, just the fight. But honestly, I would do the Booker. 
Yeah, I would not do. Yeah, anyways, I, I, I'm I'm going with Booker too. You know, like I get it. Trade for Giannis, yeah. leave it up to fate. It'd be nice to have Giannis as a part of this organization, but Devin Booker's our guy. And if you guarantee me the next three years we're in a conference championship, no matter what, I'm happy. And when we lose that conference championship, I'll blame I shall blame it on the refs. Yeah, definitely. And honestly, if we got Giannis and like nothing worked out, can you imagine how shitty that would feel? Like uh, the Clippers, you know? <laughs> yeah. All right, what else you got? All right, so would you rather, um, when you get Filibertos, do you would you rather get the green sauce or would you rather get the red sauce? Or I mean, any any of these places, any of the Orotos. Yes, Orotos. I, I go to Raleigh Bertos, uh, okay. Cape, Cape Creek and Cactus, delicious. I drive miles just to go to that one because they make the best shit ever. Um, it depends. If I go with a breakfast burrito, I go red sauce. If it's any other you know item, whether it's a carne asada burrito, California burrito, whatever. It's the green sauce. Whoa, that's yeah. awesome. I'm yeah. actually opposite. I do green sauce with my breakfast burritos and then honestly red sauce with anything after the uh, AM. Well, Raymond Gonzalez, he's a green sauce kind of guy. And you know what? I think both of us just prove uh, n- neither choice is wrong. That's it's, not, it's, 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 it's very beautiful food. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this this one was on Bleacher Report uh, yesterday or, or maybe it was this morning. Uh, would you rather trade Devin Booker for Ben Simmons straight up or, Oh, that's it. That's not. all I put. Or, or, or would you rather not? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, I would rather not. Of course not, man. He's already, he's got the girl. He's got the good basketball team. He doesn't have the complexity of everything on the court and like just a stupid look on his face. I mean, Ben Simmons is awesome and is an all-star, but Booker, he's, he's where it's at, dude. He's definitely just the guy that's never going to be traded from this franchise unless he wants to walk away. Yeah, I you know I like to put my uh, I, I like to bet on the guy who's with the Jenner right now, not the guy who's with the Jenner you know a couple years ago. So I'm gonna stick with Devin Booker on this one. Me too. I I like Ben Simmons, I do, but Devin Booker is just like you said, polished. He's he's very, uh, he's, and he's becoming more and more polished. And I know yeah. what I get from him. Ben Simmons, it's just like everybody I've talked to is a, a Sixers fan. Is they love him, but they're frustrated by him, and they're all Joel Embiid kind of you know. Him. so there's a reason for that so there all is, right man. Got, any other would you rather questions yeah would you rather uh vote for trump or <laughs> or would you rather vote for biden <laughs> serious question Get oh your man vote. i'm just joking well no seriously uh you know politics isn't something we ever really delve into on the sun's jam session podcast so i'm gonna vote for trident or brump <laughs> that's my no, vote i'll tell you who i'm gonna vote for it's either gonna be Adam Silver or one Matthew Lissy. But I will say this. But I will say this. Make sure you guys go out there and vote. Okay? Yeah, I guess. Or don't. Yeah, but yeah, go vote. (laughs) No, definitely vote. I definitely (laughs) think everybody... This is the beauty of our democracy is everybody has a chance to vote, and I think that everybody should do so. Uh, Who you vote for, that's on you. Me personally, I'll keep that one to myself. Uh, I'm voting for Adam Silver, man. That guy, what he did in the bubble is nothing short of amazing. You look at the NFL and, like, they get more cases. You look at the MLB... You know, they're playing. It's just, it's all weird. You know, the bubble nailed it. So yes. uh, I'm with Raymond Gonzalez, right in. Everybody, you're right in. Adam Silver or Matthew Lissy. Yes. There you go. So, Matthew Paul Lissy. Yeah. Matthew Paul Lissy. All right. We got about five minutes left. So let's just have a real quick mailbag question. You can email us at session at gmail.com or you can visit session.com And these are where you can leave these uh, comments and or questions. Um, Let's try this one out, okay? This is coming from at grappling G- Gila, Gilia, 
Grappling Gelia on Twitter. Last summer, it was rumored that Kelly asked for uh, over $20 million for three to four years. The Suns offered significantly less and compromised at two years and $15 million. What do you think he asks for next summer? Hmm. He's going to, okay, so for next summer, it depends on this year, right? I mean, if he actually comes out and he plays like he did last year but with a little bit of an improvement, a lot of teams are going to pick up on that. A lot of guys, he's going to be a guy that can actually help a championship team win, I feel like. He can be the hustle guy, exactly what they need. Um, I feel like he can get at least 20 mil, so that would be more. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's based on his performance this upcoming year, but I think regardless, uh, 20, 15 million is probably what he's going to ask for at the next end of next season, even if he has a bad season, because he's already somebody who is, you know, kind of entering his prime. He's not hit his prime yet. He's entering his prime, and he's already been provided a contract like that. So if the Suns do keep him next year throughout the duration of the season, at the end of next season, the, the baseline is going to be 15 million. And that you know becomes the great, and that's what's created the great Kelly debate is whether or not you trade him now and try to maximize his value, uh, knowing that you might not be able to afford him at the end of next season. So, I think that uh, he's somebody who's probably going to ask for more, and I think twenty million is probably a good guess. Yeah, definitely, dude. And I think he he'll he'll be deserving of it. I mean, no one's ever rooting for against Kelly. It's just um, it's something that we always have to talk about just because his contract's so short. I mean, he's making only, he's making 15 mil, which is very reasonable right now for him. But mm-hmm. uh, we are rooting for that guy. Absolutely. So uh, that's all I got, Matthew. Uh, anything else going on? What else are you watching besides uh, the NBA finals? We even talk about the NBA finals on this one. We're gonna have to talk about that next week, I guess. Oh my God, we did it. It's yeah. probably happened right after the NBA finals, but yeah, I was okay. So I'm still not out on the heat. I still okay. think we have a chance. I, I think they're going to lose still because I picked the Lakers, obviously. As everybody knows, listening to this podcast, I picked the Lakers to win, mm-hmm. uh, which a, I guess... A long kinda, time ago. long time ago. But honestly, um, it, it's a... It, it, what do you think about this uh, NBA Finals? <laughs> <laughs> I'm disappointed, obviously. I'm a Suns fan. I fucking hate the Lakers. Uh, you're much more of a LeBron guy than I am. I really like the Lakers. I mean, I know the Lakers are the Lakers, but it's like it's Anthony Davis and LeBron they'll probably be here for two or three years. Like, is it really like a Lakers team? You can hate that much. I guess it could be. Absolutely. LeBron, LeBron is annoying to look at on the court. I give you that. He's the fakest person to watch interviews, all that. His face. I just, uh... well, and just the way that he reacts to his teammates, you know, oh, it's, I get it. He's intense. Okay. But he, like he overacts to prove how intense he is. Yeah. It's annoying, man. Like a guy will miss a guy on defense. And that's something that bothered me about Booker a lot in his career. And that's something that he's really, stopped doing in this past season was calling out his teammates in the middle of the game, you know, and LeBron does that shit. So I, I I don't like that. I'm not a big fan of Anthony Davis because the way he, that he forced himself out of New Orleans. Like if I was a New Orleans fan and that's my guy, if, if Devin Booker did that, you know, if next year the Suns are, you know, tracking towards the playoffs or tracking towards not making the playoffs, you know, and Devin Booker starts pissing and moaning and you know saying shit on twitter and trying to get out of his contract and not playing and you know his last game there he's wearing that's all folks i mean it's just you know he's walking around just flipping off his fan base at all times and they don't care about the fans you know they 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 care about the next paycheck and what they want to do with their careers and that's their careers that's fine that's what they can do but it doesn't mean i have to support or like you and so i'm not a big fan of anthony davis for that reason you know and the thing is is they were getting to the playoffs they just weren't getting out of the first round a lot of because of his performances so i just 
the, the Lakers are easy to hate this year. The Heat are the exact opposite. They're a team I enjoyed watching. I like team play. I love the culture that they have there with that Pat Riley's built. I love a lot of their players. I'm a big fan of Jimmy Butler and the way that, you know, that's a, that he's a Desmond Bain kind of guy, a guy who's just, you know, like the junkyard dog. And I want the Heat to win. I want them to perform better. And what drives me crazy about this series is every time uh, Caldwell Pope is in that one corner, yeah, he hits that three every time. I'm like, that was the biggest shot of the game last night. I mean, it was a close. It was two points, you know, four points, five points, two points. And then he hit that and then he made a driving layup and the game was over. And I was just frustrating, man. Like I'm not a fan of the Lakers to begin with. Can't stand that franchise. The only franchise I can't stand more is the San Antonio Spurs. Um, and then to see them win because they've wrote some checks and you got mm-hmm. LeBron there faking it up. It just, you know, I, I clearly, yeah. it, it frustrates me. And this NBA finals has been, not as NBA uh, uh, digestible from an NBA standpoint as I would like to. I was hoping to be more competitive, but obviously Bam going down, Goran, uh, Dragic going down. It's just been really frustrating. You know, honestly, what Anthony Davis did, I don't blame him. Like he said, he's going to get paid, but he honestly, he can take this franchise in the other direction. You need that other guy like LeBron. He was never going to get the help in New Orleans, which I don't, I don't blame him for wanting it. The way he did it sucked, but that's, like, it's that's the way he did it. Look at the way Jimmy Butler got out of Minnesota. It's almost like the same thing, but now we just love Jimmy Butler because he's a hustle guy because they're like they're the underdog. But this Lakers team doesn't hurt me or like I don't have that disgust for them like with the Kobe Lakers, like the old Lakers teams. I just fucking hate it. I don't know why I can't understand why I don't have that hate for them really as much as I used to, maybe because it's just a put together team just to win a couple championships and they're gone. It's well, like, yeah, win the championships. We're not going to compete with them at all these years. So you might as well just win them. And then, you know, the whole team could be destroyed after a couple years. Hopefully they go well, back. But, but the other reason for that is because the Suns were playing the Lakers in the playoffs consistently. And we That's had, you know, saying. we were, we were amazing. And as were they, and, and Kobe, you know, was a viable threat that we knew wasn't going anywhere to your point. Yeah. Like LeBron's 35 and he might play till he's 40. And he might, you know, but that's five more years. Fuck, I can't do five more years with LeBron. I'm so sick of it. Uh, I respect him. He's a fantastic player. We're blessed to have him as a generational talent. Uh, I can't stand watching okay. him. I can't stand watching him. I can't <laughs> so, stand him. So, you, okay. Uh-huh. You respect him, but you just can't watch him. I mean, that's the point. But, of but, but that's how I felt with Kobe Bryant, though. I respect Kobe Bryant, but I couldn't fucking stand him. See, I was you know, the you same can, with Kobe. I loved yeah. watching him play the same way. As but LeBron. I, I, but I, I liked watching Kobe play. Lakers. I like yeah, watching Kobe play. Weird. I don't like watching LeBron play. I just it's too much flopping and flip. Every time a guy touches that guy's six feet and built like a brick shit house. He's like a tight end for the Cleveland Browns out there. A guy touches them and you know when James Harden does it, it's annoying. When LeBron does it, it's ridiculous. It's like, come on, man. Like anyways. Oh, like, dude, I, honestly. I, I, until the refs stop calling that shit, then they're gonna keep doing it. Every player does this. We just have to deal with it until they change the rules. Which I think I, don't I think know how Sh- they do that. Shamil in the chat nailed it. LeBron should be the gypsy king, wandering around for championships. I don't know how every fucking podcast we end up. It's because obviously he's playing in the finals and he's gonna get his fourth ring um, out okay. of ten tries. Uh, but we always end up having the LeBron debate. But anyways. Uh, that's that's it. How are your fantasy football teams doing? Well, I hope. Not bad, not bad. Not bad. All right, that's good. That's good. As long as uh, they continue to play. So, uh, the Cowboys are playing at one twenty-five, and the Cardinals are playing at I don't, ten a.m. So, I do not watch the Cowboys. <laughs> I haven't watched them in three weeks, dude. I'm just done with that team. Biggest well, Cowboys fan right here, but I am sick of their shit. I I watch the red zone. That's so it. what time? So what time are you coming over on Sunday? I was gonna say I'll be over there. I'll watch any other games besides the Cowboys. I don't even All care. Right. 
who they're playing. The worst team in the league, I don't even care, dude. They can win 50 to nothing. I'm not going to watch that crap. Dude, they're playing the fucking Giants, which might be the worst team in the league this year. Anyways, uh, that's it for this edition of the Suns Jam Session Podcast. Remember, as always, to follow us on Twitter at Suns Jam. You can subscribe to the Bright Side of the Sun Podcast Network wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you can follow us on YouTube as well. That's where you can watch our live stream podcasts. Uh, make sure you smash that subscribe button, ring that bell, so you'll be notified anytime that we go live. Um, this beer is empty, so it's time to go get another one. So I'm done. Thank you for joining us, people. Matthew. All right. Everyone go home and love your family. Take care, everybody.